0: This open economy is the Taobao moment of China in India, which actually Mm. connects the last mile to the first mile. What would be the differentiator for these kind of startups who are onboarding
1: sellers? That's a great question. Uh, Today, finally, it comes down to the better solution. So it's not that ONDC is going to be the be-all, end-all for the end individual. They will also look Mm -hmm. at a solution which solves multiple use cases for them to the end seller. So even if it is a small electrician in a rural village who's being onboarded as a seller of a service, he would Mm -hmm. like the platform to offer him more than just a discovery. And I think that's where the innovation really opens up at the last mile to say, how does technology really come forward and play a role to not just onboard the individual, but to keep him sticky
0: to your solution. The consumers are walking into retailer and asking for more, like a sensitized insurance, a micro loan with account aggregator module now available and mm-hmm. uh, football supplied by Amijan, as they call Amazon in the rural area who better delivers than them and we experimented it.
2: The challenge from an e-com player to enter rural India is obviously the last mile connectivity. We often uh, look at ONDC only from commerce and I see yeah. slightly more than just commerce. I think the mm-hmm. opportunity is just not commerce. The opportunity is an intersection of commerce with, with financial services. Mm-hmm.
3: Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Fintechibar Chelsea. This is your host, Shri and today we are bringing to you a very interesting panel discussion on who can see, open network for Digital commerce. As a part of it, today we have with us Mr. Burcham T. Souza, Chief Product and Innovation Officer at Protein EGOS. Mr. Anand Kumar Pachaj, founder at Paynearby, and Mr. Sanjeev Kumar, co founder at Spice Money. Thank you so much, gentlemen, for joining us today. And uh, over to you guys for a quick intro of yourselves. Mr. Pacham, I'd uh, start off with you.
1: Thanks, Shriyas. For a quick introduction, uh, I've spent more than two decades in the technology, payments, and financial services industries. In my current role at Protean, I'm responsible for incubating new products and new business lines uh, as a complement to what we have done over the last 25 years. And we're looking to serve uh, a billion people clusters is uh, our vision and growth.
3: Perfect. Uh, Mr Sanjeev, uh, moving on to you.
2: I'm uh, very, very happy to be here. Uh, 22 years of experience across uh, technology and at the VFSI space, uh, being part of Spice Man for the last three and a half years now, uh, but on a very exciting journey to solve my full problem of lack of access in Jordan
3: and some of in India, so also very, very happy to be part of this space. pleasure to have you, sir. Uh, Minesha Rajaj, over to you for a quick introduction. Uh,
0: thank you, Fares. Um I uh, founded uh, Nearby Technologies seven years ago in two thousand fifteen. And with a uh, uh, past banking uh, career and uh, international consulting career, we uh, thought that taking high end of technology to the bottom of the pyramid is one way of Fair. redeeming our sets in this And here we are with a million plus force across the country as a neural network as one may call uh massive deployment uh, of uh, the Burman DPT subsidies distributed of the Har Dukan Digital Pradhan campaign that runs uh, pumps up the blood uh, both in us and our retail partners serving the yeah. citizens across the country. We'll talk more about
3: it. Perfect. Looking forward to hearing through all of you. And uh, once again, thank you so much for all your time. Before we dive deep into the Roving DC and try to understand what's happening there and how do we see it impacting the Indian economy at that scale, let me just quickly establish the context of each of the players uh, with the stakeholders' relevance to Roving DC network as uh, Let's start off with protein first. Uh, Proutine essentially is the underlying architect and uh, basically a technical service provider for Roving DC. Uh, Sanjeev Kumar, uh, who's essentially uh, one of the co founders of Spice Money, uh, Spice Money has recently kind of been onboarded on ONDC as a buyer app and a B2B seller uh, app as well, if I'm not wrong. Sure. And PNEA uh, by also is exploring uh, multiple innovative use cases with ONDC, and he is super excited to learn, uh from you as well. So, thank you so much once again, and uh, let's start off. Uh, let's kick off this journey to demystifying o right? Uh, so first of all, uh, let's start off with the basic, uh, understanding of what o is. OBC essentially, and please do correct me if I'm wrong, you all our subject matter experts here. Uh, essentially is an interoperable platform that uh, should be, uh, democratize e-commerce uh, in the country as we were, right? And uh, given a country like India. Uh, we have seen, uh, multiple interoperable platforms earlier that have essentially, uh, democratized various, uh, various things for the citizens of India, be it, uh, UPI for payments, be it an art aggregator for data, or, uh, be it token for, uh, digital lending. So, uh, would want to understand from your perspective on the importance of these kind of platforms for, uh, catalyzing large scale economies like India. So, uh, Mr. Patram, uh, and we start off with you, would want your views on uh, the importance of interoperative platforms or on under economy.
1: Thanks, Reyes. Uh, what I'd like to start with is by correcting the fact that uh, ONDC is actually not a, net, a platform, but it's actually a protocol or a network. And a platform today is where you have more a two-sided marketplace view of buyers and sellers both in one place, and that is where ONDC is actually conceptualized to try and solve the limitations of platforms. Today, if you really look at uh, the internet penetration in India, it's actually gone up significantly in the last three years to about 60-65%. Still behind China at 75% and uh, US at around 1995. But where we still see a huge delta or an opportunity gap is in the place of uh, digital commerce as well as in digital uh, payments. So digital payments again has leapfrogged in the last five years but digital e-commerce is still at a very low single-digit percentage of 7-8% is what we estimate. And that's where we uh, see a huge opportunity uh, to create something which can create an open network for anyone who feels the need to either become a buyer or a seller to come together Mm. in an interoperable manner. So the way ONDC was conceptualized is leveraging on some early success from some pilot projects which use this technology called the Beckin protocol. Jay, and the Beckin protocol, which was tested first in the mobility domain about two to three years ago in Kochi, was now to be extremely solution uh, capable for any domain. It was not just mobility centric. So that's where it actually got expanded to a much larger network, which is where ONDC is today. Um, I'd just like to add one more point, no. which is in the pandemic, the entire value chain was completely exposed to show you different stages of commerce in the life cycle or the value chain which were broken and that's another reason why today dependency on platforms is extremely limiting so Brian, i would like to pause and you know just take a break for the second question to explain in more detail how an actual transaction works uh i'll, I'll leave it back to you Perfect, uh, thank you so much. I think that was
3: really insightful. Vishal uh, Sanjeev, uh, would love your views on uh, how do you see the impact of interoperable platforms slash networks on uh, the economies like India.
2: Uh, thanks, yes. Uh I fundamentally believe that the interoperable uh, platforms today has been the bedrock of everything that we've been doing over the last five, six years. Mm-hmm. So, every possible innovation and use case that we've been able to solve, I think the ability to democratize payments at such a large, case, large scale, being able to you know take it to areas which we couldn't even imagine that would be about six, seven years ago, is only because you have a technology stack available today, a digital public infrared available today that players like us and many more all of many many players can innovate on basis that to solve for some genuine use cases that have been fundamental to the development of this country. So I th- I think this is according to me just a it's a bedrock of everything. We've seen it in, in payments particularly. I think we're gonna see that in commerce and we're gonna see that in healthcare in two years. And I I think everything that we will we solving has got to be on on the basis of uh the public can uh, so that is my answer to how important and what what represents me and was the essence of these uh open stack and open public uh,
3: focus thank you so much i think uh what really resonates with me is the fact that if you kind of want to uh, build for a country like India, you meet someone who is at a central position in a non-biased format is able to operate so for the good of the public, as well as maintaining a certain level of uh, stability and profitability for its continued operations. But, I mean, and we are seeing this uh, earlier in different uh, Western economies, right? Where in a few years in which as a monopoly and then ultimately that kind of leads to, what do you see? Uh, I would not call it destabilization, but stagnation of uh, certain ecosystems in which they kind of get the monopoly and ultimately that leads to the stagnation of growth i think to avoid that and to create more interoperable ecosystems and to basically uh i would say foster the smaller players in the country these kind of interoperable networks are definitely necessary uh having said that uh mr anand i would want to understand from you on how do you see uh these kind of uh, networks as uh, platforms kind of laying a role in uh what do you say basically. How do you see growth of a more globalized India in, in the sense that ability to interface with different countries but these kind of protocols have been built up somewhere else or been replicated somewhere else as we have seen in some cases. How do you see growth of a global economy of India as a global economy? Uh
0: sorry, you are mute. Yeah, sorry, Um, uh, Shesh when said actually this open economy is the Taobao moment of China in India which actually connects the last mile to the first mile and uh, in this case with the global economy opening up, uh, it is so important to get the last mile onto the payment rails, which India has already done with UPI. There are some but there are some opportunities to serve the last mile still remaining, which will wire the Bharat to India. Having done that, the content, credit, and commerce will be relayed into the last mile. You agree? You will agree that the most of the big tech has focused on the 10% digital savvy, value-seeking segment, DSG as we call them, the 10% digitized, leaving behind the 90% marginalized and subsidised Bharat which is where we see that uh, the opportunity to connect economically, to be able to leverage from the angle to hall, as we say, the courtyard to the hall room, the drawing room is available now. And the moment you are able to granularize, sachetize, digitize and universalize the technology, that is the moment when you will say uplift uh, India, the, the Uttisht Bharata moment where you are able to go beyond a casual uh, production of a uh, self-help group modules to actual market linkage, where you are not only selling in Delhi, Mumbai, Bombay, Bangalore or also be able to uh, take it out to the world you know, on, on a platter with, along with the UPI. So that's the core belief. Having said that, uh, I only would uh, mention that we when we left the bank, our pushy jobs, in 2016, the whole resolve was to take the high end of technology to the bottom of the pyramid. API by API code by code. And glad that what Pioneer by today has built uh, is able to serve uh, the common man, uh, both in the urban and the rural, across the country. And I think the commerce is the core, uh, which, which is where the real money uh, would be for every participant and would like to serve along and talk more. Got it. Perfect,
3: perfect. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for your uh, response. That was really insightful. Uh, Mr. Bertram, I'd uh, like to ask this next question to you since you have been uh, the architect uh, who's been building uh, a lot of OLDC along with DC, along with uh, Routine. Uh, how do you uh, look at ONDC from a transactional perspective, right? Uh, when a retail consumer makes an order that has been fulfilled by the ONDC network at the back end, how does it tar- transaction flow? How do the logics work? Assigning, essentially, uh, key order to the right delivery partner or the most delivery partner, and so on and so forth. So it would be very helpful if you could you know, kind of have this visionized.
1: Absolutely. So I think ONDC in terms of architecture is is extremely unbundled, like uh, mm-hmm. Anand touched upon. Uh, somewhere If you compare it to a traditional platform, it's not very different. It's just if you think of the transaction flow in three stages. So the way I like to explain ONDC to most people I talk to is there's a demand side and a supply side. Uh, A consumer originates or a SME originates the transaction from the demand side using an interface or an app, either both uh, self-service or assisted is possible. Uh, When they go into the journey, the first step, is where they actually do a search, or what's called the discovery stage. So at the discovery stage, that's when the gateway, which protein has been responsible for the first uh, wave of this rollout, is, mm-hmm. it comes in and broadcasts that particular search request to all the relevant participants on the network from the supply side, and mm-hmm. you get a response back from those participants. Mm-hmm. Now it moves to the second stage of the process, which is the selection and the handshake stage where the two network participants actually talk to each other and set an agreement on the dynamic contract so ONDC is so much more complex than a typical platform because in a platform you have the platform owner redefining the rules of the game to both parties over here it dynamically requires both parties to negotiate as the transaction or the order is actually in flight So that is where the discovery, and then it moves to the order handshake. The next step is where the logistics gets selected. So the consumer or the merchant gets the opportunity now of choosing how they would like the logistics factored into the equation if the supplier has their own logistics, or if they would want to arrange for their own logistics for that particular pickup. All of those options again are made available by the open network uh, through an open logistics hub where all the logistics companies have, you know, gone and integrated. And finally, you have the payment process, which continues as per our normal payment gateway flows, which is again embedded into the demand side uh, apps. So I think that's how I would explain it to a, you know, lay person that there is a huge opportunity to play today on both sides. On the demand side, obviously, the companies or the organizations who would play an active role are those who have the end customer control whether it is digital connect or whether it is through unassisted connect. And I think that's where, especially in rural India, last mile partners like uh, Failure Buy and Spice Money actually are doing a significant uh, job of engaging uh, uh, rural India. And on the supply side, there's a huge opportunity to bring in both small Kirana's neighborhood stores, as well as some of the largest brands in the country who have already come onto the open network. So just in statistical it. terms, today you have about 10 or 11 apps which are already live as buyer apps on the ONDC network. Right. We have around 32 seller-side network participants who are also live on the network. And hmm. if you look at the pipeline which is there on ONDC's website, and this is all from public data that I'm sharing with you, it's in right, close to 9,000 plus interested participants at wow. various states. So it just goes to show that in an unbundled world, every single new element that plugs into the network creates a exponential amplification effect, because it is not just a platform multiplier that you're looking at now; it's almost an exponential multiplier.
3: Definitely. So, uh, from what you say, uh, from what you said and from what I was able to understand, I I also uh, believe that there is a definite uh, huge opportunity on the seller side uh essentially wherein more and more uh players can go out aggregate the smaller kirana stores in tier 2 tier 3 tier 4 and then onboard them basically on your ec platform so basically enable them to get discovered on the platform and basically you know enable the digital commerce uh, for them right if i'm uh, if i'm
1: getting it correct right so just to add to that uh, it enables them to sell what they already have as inventory and it allows them to also buy if they want to do a purchase. So there is so the ability to be c 2 leg is also there. That is also. No, I think
3: these are definitely exciting times and uh, specifically for smaller uh, MSMEs, East Kirana stores to get discovered and uh, to get a fair shot uh, away from all the promoted uh, spots in the rankings of the existing platforms that are eaten away by people with deeper pockets. So I think this could probably, you know, uh, be an opportunity to get a uh, level playing field for them as well. Uh, having said that, uh, Mr. Sanjeev, I think I would like to uh, pose the next question to you, which is around the fact that, uh, how do you see the entire uh, ONBC ecosystem affecting the kind of customers that you deal with at the retail? Uh, at, at the retail level right uh so if i'm not wrong spice money also has something called uh spice Adhikaris, or uh, basically people who are essentially present in rural areas enabling uh distribution of various products to the uh end consumers. so how do you see this entire ecosystem being catalyzed by a platform like this or a network like this to use the correct so shares we see we see three big
2: opportunities and yeah. there was no particular order of uh, of anyone up there, yeah. but uh, obviously there is one op- the one opportunity of, uh, there is a rural consumer who today is also very savvy, he knows what is what products are available in the Delhi's and Bombay's of the world, yeah. right, he wants an access to those products, but he's not digitally savvy, so he goes to a local entrepreneur like a spice money merchant, whom he calls spice money adikati. And this is many is able to buy him buy something for him, which is not accessible in his market. So I'm calling it an auxiliary commerce. Yeah. Right. So all of a sudden, the rural consumer is exposed to a lot of inventory across the country, which is not which he was not getting in his local market. That is one. Yeah. Second opportunity, uh, which is which according to us is a, is a is a very uh, very very large opportunity and very adjacent to the business model that we are in. So we have over 1.2 million entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs in rural India, some urban and in rural India who use our digital app to provide services in an assistive manner to rural consumers in the community. Right. The opportunity we're seeing is that these rural entrepreneurs today, where do they go to buy inventory for their business? So for example, if there is a mobile accessory shop, right, where does he buy the accessories? He, our studies tells us that about 40% of them they go to nearby uh, outlets to buy. There's about 30% who go to our district headquarters to buy from the distributor, and then maybe 90 mm-hmm. percent to a slightly further location to buy. So there is a spread of where he buys his inventory from. What are we saying? We are saying you know what? Let me expose you. Let me onboard you as a buyer, right? And on the only platform. And when we onboard a lot of sellers, we onboarded anybody onboards, a lot of sellers onto the ONDC platform because it is an interoperable open loop, right? Then all of a sudden this person sitting in some remote corner of the country is able to buy at, so he gets a larger inventory at a much better pricing, which is delivered at his doorstep. So I'm calling these a B2B buying. So this is something this in it increases the business and earnings of that. Local nanopreneur So that is the second Third is Third the opportunity. What we sell is There is see There is a lot of Local manufacturing That happens in this country Which is beautiful yeah. right, In different parts of the country Question is Till now They've been limited To the distribution Structure that they had Which is within Let's say next kilometers Of distributing that uh, Product But now What if you get Onboard them As a seller Onto your platform then all of a sudden, somebody in Orissa, in a remote corner, which is, which is, which is specialized in some artifacts, is today can be exposed to any seller, any buyer sitting in Mumbai's and the Chennai's of the world, right. Right. So what have we done? He was just exposed his network on a digital platform all of a sudden. I think that's another big opportunity of, of taking a rural business, completely digital across the country on a platform like this. So these are the three big use cases and big journeys that we believe that ONDC can solve. And I, I'm sure there is a lot of uh, work that many players will have to do to uh, help solve for this. But I think these are very, very large opportunities for them.
3: Indeed. Indeed. I think uh, that is really uh, interesting. And uh, given the fact, uh, I'm also also reminded of a uh, certain startup uh, that came up on uh, one of the shows that I wouldn't want to name, but uh, essentially they had a concept wherein they were able to fly in fresh rest days from Kolkata or the latest Mithais from uh, Rajasthan or Khassa Kachurashan from Rajasthan to wherever you want in BZT at that day. Right? So that actually becomes a much more... Uh, Accessible because of a platform like uh, ONDC If if I were to kind of put it that way, does it, is it right? Mr. Bottom, is it right to put it that way?
2: It is. It is. So it does allow, for example, on uh, if if you could onboard them as a seller sitting in let's say some part of Rajasthan, and today I could I, I could be onboarded on some on a buyer, on a buyer platform on on the ONDC network in Mumbai, mm-hmm. and I
3: want to order let's say some Rajthami suite today. Okay. I have the opposite. so so that's exactly what it does that kind of opens that entire supply chain up to a lot more peers and building a niche uh network of distributors that that peer had to interesting uh having said that uh mr anand uh would want to understand uh your views on the impact that a network like otc will have on the uh, the end retail consumers in the, uh, in the Bharat, right. Uh, how do you see it impacting their day to day lives, and, uh, what magnitude of an impact would that be? Important?
0: Uh, shares, if you see ONDC as a protocol allows you to connect uh, things nearby or far away onto a common bandwagon, which is accessible to anyone and everyone. Right. Now, there are multiple other than the three use cases that we just discussed about being able to do the Taobao moment from the uh, village to the uh, drawing room in urban or being able to bring a manufacturer's product into the last mile, etc. The There are so many regional players who do not scale beyond a point, beyond being regional in a district, in a state or in a uh, east or west side of the country. They suddenly have the access to the entire country. One the consumption propels actually for any economy to grow, the consumption should propel which means Mm -hmm. the demand should be also made available uh, or uh, the demand should be fulfilled through the supply-side augmentation which is what all the self-help groups can be brought onto the platform and beyond the casual two product manufacturing, four product manufacturing when they have time, they will now have a, a pure market linkage with the help of going DC to be able to sell a continuous production that they will, the the casual output will become a serious production now that brings more economy economic growth in the ecosystem mm-hmm. uh, third I would say is that the uh, world of digital will be harnessed by uh, those who are up on it at the early stage which means uh, there would be lot which will be left behind uh, without missing the point. Uh, there will be a lot to be left behind, but larger. If you see what Ola Uber did to the cabs uh, standing in a, uh, a particular lane and a consumer staying in another building, they were connected. Same will be done now for the tier two and beyond. Also, the technology infrastructure will be available to connect local consumption, which also means that my Muzaffarpur ki lichi will not be uh, limited to a certain period in certain area only. Uh, it will have a vast consumption suddenly in that particular few 15 days of time or but, in a, a similar manner um, uh, the the, uh, the russia of course said I, I smiled on when bert and you were talking about russia my being <laughs> one but uh, the malda Alm, likewise from mm-hmm. a, a, a particular region will be suddenly available in the whole ecosystem so these are connecting neurons actually and helping the economy to grow Uh, I believe the 25 trillion or 50 trillion is just a number with what OEDC can enable. Definitely, I think that's a really interesting perspective.
3: And uh, also what uh, that brings a question to my mind is that we might actually see a surge in demand for regional specialty products that earlier were not been able to kind of uh, get that mass consumption or mass distribution even though the demand was there the supply and demand were not able to meet earlier which now will be possible so that, means, that and the
0: 40, ODOP framework the one-stick one product or two products now will also right. further get lined up into the mainframe definitely and this will
3: actually go a long way to support the local uh, local uh, I would say micropreneurs who are the you know, building or working on the specialty products as well yeah uh Thank you. Uh, having said that, I think Mr. moving on to you, I think definitely uh, super excited to know what are the new use cases, uh, use cases being explored, uh, or on the ONTC protocol. Uh, what interesting uh, use cases have you seen? And uh, I also have a follow-up question, but I think I'll reserve it for once you answer.
1: Sure, sure. So uh, currently you have almost uh, 15, 20 categories, which are already live on ONDC. And before I go into the categories, the, the important thing to understand about an open protocol is it has to ensure about standardization at every leg of the protocol. That is the underlying fundamental piece. So if you are enabling groceries, you have to make sure that when a seller onboards a grocery, all sellers are onboarding groceries in a standard fashion. So that is called as taxonomy in, uh, in the ONDC scheme of things. And for each category that is enabled on the network, the taxonomy has to go through a standardization of the entire catalog. So for um, the current phase, which is already live, you have almost, like I said, 15, 20, like beauty, personal care, groceries, agriculture, uh, food and beverages, pharma and wellness, uh, logistics, of course, home decor, electronics, fashion, furniture, and recently mobility. And with the current phase, which we saw in the last, you know, maybe six months or so since ONDC was beta live, we're now also seeing use cases go live on B2B, which was also recently announced. So you have a huge plethora of uh, use cases already on ONDC. You can think of it already as a combination of Uh, Swiggy, Zomato, Uber, Ola, Amazon, Flipkart, all kind of use cases put together in terms of underlying capability and it's not stopping there. So I think you will see in the next couple of uh, maybe quarters that are coming forward, number of new use cases, they are looking at opening up financial services uh, in a big way as well. So both lending use cases as well as insurance use cases are also likely to come onto an open deck. Interesting.
3: I think uh, two things that kind of uh, piqued my interest. There, one is beauty and wellness. So, do I see, uh, do I see an equivalence of an urban club uh, being formed or something like an, potentially, uh, potential something like an urban club being formed here?
1: Absolutely. I mean, it will enable hundred more such companies if if so required. So today again, the limitation that a platform company would have, without naming them is they would have to onboard consumers on one side and onboard the service agents on the other side. But over here, even in a rural part of the country, if there was someone who takes the initiative to go and onboard all the local, let's say electricians and plumbers, you can make that local community discoverable to all people in the area at virtually very little cost. So there can be focused startups who are only focusing on seller onboarding and they can be focused startups who are focusing on buyer onboarding. They can just do their own respective, uh, you know, areas of play to their strengths, rather than trying to bring both together and keep them engaged and uh, and spending a lot of capital. I understand.
3: So one thing that really, you know, kind of uh, basically, I mean, I was, uh, I've got this question a couple of times earlier also when I was handling on this movie. BCS is what would be the differentiator for these kind of startups who are onboarding sellers then if there are like three startups in let's say a tier two town a sellers of a certain type how would they want to dis- uh, basically differentiate between each other so that they have a certain USP or something like
1: well that's a great question uh today finally it comes down to the better solution so it's not that ondc is going to be the be all end all for the end individual they will also look at a solution which solves multiple use cases for them so similar like how people keep talking about the consumer super app where all consumers would ideally gravitate towards one app which will fulfill all their needs. Um, currently, of course, there are so many aspirational players in that space. In the supply side, there are a lot of platforms today of helping businesses with their entire end-to-end turnkey business needs including their inventory management, including the billing, tax compliance and so on and so forth. So there is very much a need to create a highly differentiated value to the end seller. So even if it is a small electrician in a rural village who's being onboarded as a seller of a service, he would like the platform to offer him more than just a discovery. And okay. I think that's where the innovation really opens up at the last mile to say, how does technology really come forward and play a role? To not just onboard the individual, but to keep him sticky with your solution.
3: I understood, understood. Well, fair enough, I think that is, that is definitely something uh, we're excited about the kind of innovations that we see in this space given that now everyone will have a level playing field in the sense of having access to the suppliers and discoverability so yeah i think i think uh, thank you so much for that insight uh having said that i would uh kind of move on to the next question um which was on post mr anand first and then mr Sanjeev. uh you uh, essentially pay nearby and spice money have been early adopters of uh, of ONDC, you have uh, essentially planned out your as so as to, you know, uh, basically collaborate with ONDC and uh, create impact in Bharat and India. Yeah. So what essentially, you know, makes you believe that ONDC will be uh, really successful given the fact that there has been, uh, so many, uh, e-commerce companies who have uh, tried to, you know, work in the Bharat segment. and. May or may not have uh, been uh, as successful
0: as they wanted to. So, uh, shares to agree with Bird, uh, but Bert, uh, what he said about a platform connecting to platform is a multiplier. Yeah. And uh, here we are, a million plus retail touch points who are already trusted local partners, uh, so to say, community managers, digital prathans, as we call them, the Har Dukaan Digital Prathan campaign that we run. These Nitin Pradhan's are already trustworthy uh, partners in the growth because of the human intelligence that the local Kirana has. That Sharma Ji's daughter is uh, 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 ready to go out and study or Mr. Gupta's uh, son is now looking for a job or someone wants a two-wheeler or someone wants a low-cost housing or yet uh, the local ecosystem's consumption patterns are known because of the human intelligence. That gets fulfilled. Uh, unlike the extent uh, e com uh, module where everything was a discovery phase, figure it out phase, uh, where someone would see an ad and then try to search. More important that there is a uh, there is a trust built in during this prolonged lockdown when the government of India and others were putting money in the accounts of people, but the banks were closed or they were far, they were not nearby but the local retailer was putting the money in the hands of citizens. That augmented the credibility of the retailer almost at par with sovereign grade for the citizens in the local area. Now the shelf has no meaning at all. No meaning, absolutely. The consumers are walking into retailer and asking for more like a subsidized insurance, a micro loan with account aggregator module now available and the football supplied by amijan as they call Amazon in the rural area, who better delivers than them and we experimented it. The fact that I am bringing in local credibility of a digital pradhan, being able to connect the need gap with a supply site and being there to assist assurance to the consumer that if your product goes bad, I am here. Of course, there is a commercial arrangement which he gains out of being able to provide this. But the small Dukan now has a big godam attached to it. With ONDC, that's the level of success that you will be able to propel push into the mass India. And I believe that uh, it's a partnership. It's a win some and win more together. (laughs) No lose. Because EcoAus have done the first round of logistics on one hand. And that logistic is now decoupled by the ONDC and available separately also and also as a package. Now that... Mm -hmm. Autistics with the trust of a local retailer. You can imagine how these two platforms interface and they create a multiplier. That's Definitely. my take on on the success that we see and which will happen further. perfect. I think
3: that really uh resonates well. And I think I'm able to connect the dots as well when you go back and look at the points of failure in the journeys of the e-coms that are field is Mainly been happening either due to the lack of trust that people have in paying early and getting the order and sometimes getting wrong items in the order or whatever those mishaps might have happened that kind of reduces a trust factor. But given the fact that now there is a local point of contact that can give them access to the entirety of the Kodam, as you said, right, of whatever goods and services that they want. I think that uh, basically builds a trust factor and could definitely foster more transactions and more uh, business for uh, all the entities. Yeah. So I think thank you so much for that uh, insight and food for thought. Uh, Mr. Sanjeev uh, would want to understand from you as well on uh, what are your views on, uh, I mean essentially you are also the, one of the first uh, doctors of OEDC, right? Spice Money has already launched a B2B uh, buyer app from Notro. So, uh, what has been the reason that you went, uh, given the fact that uh, earlier e-coms has been a bit lackluster, specifically in the tier three, areas? What was the uh, convincing, or the what kind of conviction did you have for you know betting?
2: So, Shash, there are there are two answers to this. I'll answer the first. Uh, mm-hmm. I feel that you know, and and with no disrespect to any ecom players. I think i think this is the challenge from an e-com player to enter role in is obviously the last mile correct right? right and the unit economics that enables you to do it right mm-hmm. so when you work in a very close loop environment the unit economics obviously has to be taken care of by the entire player right from start till the end now and that is what interoperability changes right that's exactly what interoperability when interoperability you build the unit economics right you okay. allow uh and I think that is what that is why you know betting on on a on a on a, on, a, on a protocol like ONBC on a network like right because it has unbundled everything and hence the opportunity for everyone to participate, no matter who you are at any point in the value chain. It increases the probability of an ecosystem, right? Joining to serve. So that is the first point. Second point, what we are excited about, like we said, it's it's very completely as a natural progression to what we are doing is just. The fact that we are with these 1.2 million nanopreneurs, and yeah. when you start to understand there, what are the what more can I do for them to grow, right? For them to serve the community, is a very typical use case of saying, if they said, that they want to how do where do they order inventory? That at the end of it, they're doing they're in some kind of business. Okay. So what you how do they do? They have to order inventory. Hmm. There is a, uh, and what do they do? They go to some district headquarters or a state capital to get that inventory. Right. Today what you do, what, what I'm linking them, I'm linking them to with a, with a wholesaler sitting in Delhi. So I am nearing three stops that he had to take, even if he were to access that, and it would have taken him months to do it. So at a click of a button today, he can more about something he would get from, from a wholesaler sitting in Delhi. Right. right at, his, at his doorstep. So that obviously increases the products that he can sell, he gets it at a better price. So it increases business. But this is mm-hmm. something that we've seen uh, early days, I think the opportunity of or or probably the inflection point of this business to succeed is when you when there'll be more sellers, when it opens up to more sellers all of a sudden. And just not us onboarding a seller. And when you get exposed to that and the retailer now also get exposed to seller, every day a new seller getting onboarded. I think that's yeah. where the magic will begin for these uh, we this. But we are seeing early signs. We are seeing signs of we onboarded 10 sellers on our sell, ourselves. We've onboarded 200 merchants as a pilot. And uh, about one thousand SQs are alive. And I can tell you one, one matrix that I measure very categorically is how many people of them are doing repeat bike. And mm-hmm. I mean that is an indicator. And I think today that that's 20% of the those people are are ordering uh, the second time and the third time. So that's just an indication that, you know, he started to use this plan. He's seeing, he's seeing value here. I think this number can increase more if we have, we have more number of sellers on, on, on one side and continue to onboard more and more merchants. I think that is what we are sitting on and that's what we're excited about, shares. I, I want to add one more point and this is very interesting because we often uh, look at ONDC only from commerce and I see slightly more than just commerce. I think the opportunity just not commerce. The opportunity is an intersection of commerce with with financial services, okay. because there is opportunity, and that's what that's where I think the, there's a compounding effect here, right? Because for the same merchants there now in rural India, you're giving them a you're giving them a commerce opportunity to or, to increase their inventory and their buying, but you know what? You have an opportunity to embed financial services here also, which was very difficult for it. Or he was, he was probably to resort to, let's say, un- an unorganized man. And when you bundle both of them, hmm. you're just compounding the opportunity that we are. And I think that is something that we should note, what ONDC also brings, in the way.
3: Definitely, I think financial services is something uh, which is very less talked about in conjunction with OVTC. And when uh, earlier Mr. Uh, Bertram mentioned a list of use cases and he mentioned lending uh, and insurance as uh, two of the other use cases that are currently live. Uh, I think that actually did pique my uh, curiosity at that point of time, but I kind of missed out on asking the question. So I'll uh, kind of navigate back to you, Bertram. Uh, how do you see the intersection of financial services and OEDC and uh, also this? leads me to the final question to all of you as well uh, which are the use cases that are essentially the most exciting for you on ONDC
1: so uh, Mr. Bhattram we start with you so Shares just to clarify I think uh, financial service services is not yet live on ONDC it will go live mm-hmm. in the next couple of quarters is what I mentioned and okay. uh, like I think Sanjeev rightly called out it does pose a very interesting opportunity to become a compounding impact on the ability to offer commerce uh, at a non scale so enable the last mile retailer to not just sell or buy goods but also to get now wider access to lenders which otherwise in a platform model you would have to do bilateral par- uh, partnerships and buy so mm. today you have only a limited number of options as a platform company that you would go and talk to two or three lenders i think this will completely democratize the ability to find the best product for the end consumer, be it an individual or a SME. So I think there is a huge uh, opportunity. Of course, it will go through a uh, certain learning curve because this is the first time product like this is being taken to the market. There are many firsts in ONDC. So that is always going to be a challenge similar to UPI. And today, if we look back, you know, in 10 years, nobody would have imagined then that UPI would be as uh, ubiquitous as as it is today. I'm sure another decade from now, we'll be looking back and smiling at this conversation as well. So I think uh, for me, the opportunity is not just financial services, but the ability to apply this technology or protocol to virtually any sector. So that's really what excites me personally. And being at the intersection, I think the word that Sanjeev also used is that you have so many different use cases that can get layered. Uh, I keep talking about this bundled user journey experience, which is, of course, like a wish list in my, mind. If a consumer purchases or does a travel booking and says, I want to travel to a X destination and I want to stay at a X rated hotel, which is close to Y vicinity. That's all the user needs to put in. And let's say that the application that he's working with actually breaks that down into multiple sub transactions. Does a flight booking, does a hotel booking, does a taxi booking, and everything is kind of fired as internal legs of a commerce transaction and presented to the user as an end ticket or a you know single confirmation journey. Now that's only possible if you actually unbundle each of these stages of the transaction. True. And the user will, you know, get to see the end experience. So we are working towards that kind of a journey, including with bundled insurance. Uh, integrated into almost every checkout that you do. I think this will be a huge Mm -hmm. deal for the uh, financial services sector at large because Mm -hmm. HSIS uh, financial services can now get very subtly integrated at the point of checkout which was not very easy to do uh, for every True, true
3: I think uh, this uh, gives rise to uh, entire uh, new possibility of product innovation from financial services point of view as well and uh, we're all super excited to see what protein, uh, along with OEDC, you know, builds uh, in this uh, area. Uh, having said that, Mr. Uh, Anand, over to you, would definitely want to hear from you on one specific use case that you are excited about uh, on the ONDC protocol.
0: See, the whole um, concept of nearby technology is built on connecting people to the nearby store and uh, plan to uh, share that in 2020 November, we backed a patent on digitizing and modernizing retail. Now again, done that, uh, the whole theme of three-way connection protocol was the idea. And we have been now rewiring to integrate into the uh, ONDC framework, which has been already demonstrated, done. And uh, another set of rewiring with protein is also being done as a uh, by modal a protocol because when we serve Bharat at scale, you know, we have seen at least in the banking transactions, we need to work with six partner banks. So much of load, the millions of transactions a day that go would actually crash on the servers and hence uh, two partnerships um, that we have worked on. Having said that, uh, we already have tested with assisted account aggregator model you know, where uh, people will be able to borrow in assisted mode rather than self-service mode. The whole idea of the digitization is to be able to take bite-size into digitized mode through a trusted partner to the masses. So We have already demonstrated the e-commerce integrations and the thing works very, very nicely. Um, the logistics taken care of, the return management taken care of, the payments, um, the replacements, all of that through a connected retail partner. It's the moment of now saying, bring it on man. So the whole of it will now be attached to the platform. Uh, lending uh, micro insurance micro uh, payments have already been built uh, through UPI and the work that we do with the uh, our partner banks and the micro commerce uh, uh, with the connected retail partners so I think uh, it's a um, open architecture and multiple things will flow through not just one thing it's a it's a uh, it's a enabler in each other everything that you do with one module, propels the next and the next and the next. The commerce propels more credit, more credit requires uh, payment, digital payments while they were broken in the last mile that have enabled people to be able to pay. Payment has propelled commerce, so it's a cycle. Now that commerce happened between a supplier and the retailer or retailer and the consumer or a self-help group as a supplier again. All of these models have been built on our platform and uh, I I think a platform connecting to another platform will be a multiplier. Eagerly await. Indeed, indeed. I think uh, that is very well put, and
3: uh, these kind of use cases will definitely give rise to a snowball effect of consumption at multiple levels. And if we are interjecting financial services, as uh, Mr. Sanjeev and Mr. Bertram earlier mentioned, I think that will essentially magnify the impact. Uh, So, super excited to look at the impact that you created at PDFI in partnership with uh, Louis DC, uh, and Having said that, uh, Mr. Sanjeev, finally uh, all to you. Which use case uh, do you uh, find the most exciting on the UNDC? Is?
2: So shares, uh, for us the biggest use case that we have very adjacent and the most exciting of the B2B buying and selling. Mm-hmm. So for our own network of non entrepreneurs, can I onboard more and more non onto this? Can I make them a buyer? Where they're in order more and sell more into in their community is the is, is the use case that we are most excited. I think that is what we follow uh, as a f- number one priority. Most, right.
3: perfect. I think uh, that's about it for today. Uh, thank you so much, uh, everyone, Vishal Bhattachar, Vishal Sanjeev, Vishal Adin, for your valuable time. This has really been insightful, and uh, I think I've gotten, uh, if I may. Take the liberty to say so, a slightly more detail detailed and much understanding of what we see as protocol. Uh, that's the right term that we should in to admit use. So anyways, uh thank you so much. Uh, it was a pleasure having you here.